blast from our past network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown. Welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown, a no-holds-bar trivia match between two contenders fighting for nostalgic glory. I'm your host, Adam Spees. I'm your co-host, John Spees. And today we are continuing the round of 32 in our 2022 patron tournament. In one corner, he ain't no schmuck, but you'll need all the luck to beat this Mack truck because he don't give a f***. It's Donald Duck Fuller. Donald Duck, how's it going, Donald? Uh, it's going good. Sounds good. Guys. It's going good. Uh, you know, when I do that, I, now I have to I have to bleep it because I'm the one editing this show. So that's <laughs> yeah. kind of kind of annoying on my part. But you know, it's always fun to curse a little bit. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Donald. You know, it's good to have you back on. Uh, remind us a little bit about yourself. Uh, I'm just all around nerd, living here in Rochester, New Hampshire. Okay. <laughs> just maybe hour to two hours north of Boston, been on traffic. <laughs> Went to my first convention this past weekend. So. Okay, your first comic convention? Gaming convention. Oh, gaming convention. Okay, okay, okay. First okay. convention uh, ever. ever. Okay. Oh, wow. Went nice. Now, did you have a good time? Oh, yeah. It was a great yeah. time. Oh, yeah. I've been to been a few comic conventions and uh, other stuff like that. There, it's always a blast. Yeah. Yeah, like-minded nerdy people. It's good stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, and your opponent today, he knows there's a time to be born, a time to plant, a time to reap, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to laugh, a time to weep. It's Michael Turn Turn Turner. Michael Turner, welcome back to the show, and please remind everybody about yourself. Uh, the birds was not where I thought you were going with that. When you went to a time to kill, I thought it was a whole John Grisham motif. I was ready. Uh, no, I am still in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, still directing some TV newscasts, still just bandying about in the world. All right. Well, we appreciate that. And here on Throwback Trivia Takedown, we also appreciate some rules. Entering the ring are two contestants who will engage in three rounds of head-to-head trivia. Here are the rules. Round one consists of 10 questions in different pop culture categories focused on a decade that will be randomized. If you answer incorrectly, your opponent has the chance to steal. And the categories are movies, music, television, toys and games, sports, fashion, slang, news and politics, literature, and food. Round two consists of the same 10 categories, but this time your opponent gets to pick your category. Each correct answer gives you 10 points. In the final round, you may bid up to as many points as you've earned before answering the final two questions. The categories for the final questions will be picked by the contestants, but the decade will again be randomized from those remaining. You must get both answers correct to earn your wager. Now it's time for a takedown. All right, now that we know our contestants a little bit, and we know our rules, I want to know Michael and Donald just a little bit better. And I'm feeling in a comic mood, and I'm feeling a specific comic. I want to know what is your favorite Eddie Murphy movie of all time? Um, That's a tough one. (laughs) 
It can be the clumps. If you guys think it's the clumps, then <laughs> <laughs> no. If you think okay. it's the clumps, I'm leaving right now. <laughs> Pluto Nash. Pluto Nash, right? There that you go. Oh. Osmosis Jones, is that him? No, that, no, was, that Chris was, uh, was Chris Rock. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, my, mine's coming to America. Always has been, always will be. I have to say Beverly Hills Cop 1. Beverly Hills Cop 1. Uh, both fantastic movies. Um, love Beverly Hills Cop. Love coming to America. But anyone who knows me knows there is one correct answer. And it's coming to America, my favorite comedy of all time. That's right. And so that means, Michael, you get a pick first in round one. All right. Let's go ahead and do music. Okay. And we are starting out in the 2000s. Okay. All right. What Australian artist had a number seven hit in 2001 with Can't Get You Out of My Head? Her only other top ten hit came way back in 1988 with a crazy cover song. Uh, the crazy cover song uh, would be The Locomotion. So I believe you're looking for Kylie Minogue. I am looking for Kylie Minogue. La, 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 la. So catchy. Yes. All right. Now I've <laughs> Donald. Got it in my head. <laughs> yes, can't get you out of my head. All right. What uh, category would you like? Uh, TV. Okay. Oh, we're staying in the 2000s. All right. Laura Kinney is the alter ego and a clone and adoptive daughter of Wolverine, who made her first appearance in 2003 in the show X-Men Evolution. She would later transition into comics and also the big screen. What is her X-Men name? Is it Psylocke? It is not Psylocke. Michael Turner, can you steal? Uh, no, I can take a shot in the dark. Um, rogue, I, I don't know. No. Yeah, no, it's not, not rogue. <laughs> Definitely not rogue. Who made her first appearance in 2003. John, can do you know this one? Uh, I definitely can. Uh, not only was, uh, was I very impressed with the young actress who played her in the film, um, but I just have recently, I've almost finished up her solo run, oh. uh, right up until the point where she became the all-new Wolverine, uh, and that is X-23. Mm. It is X-23, so kind of a slipped in a comic question here, but I don't think a lot of people realize she actually started off in the TV show first, because uh, not too many characters start on TV before they transition to comics. Kind of like Harley Quinn. Much like Harley Quinn, yeah. that is correct. All right, no points awarded. Uh, Michael, we're back to you. Let's take a shot at movies. Got it. We're going way back to the 60s. Ugh. 60s. Okay. Sure. We've got a question from Chris Hossey. Thank you, Chris. What is the name of the 1968 horror film starring Mia Farrow, whose character becomes pregnant and suspects her apartment neighbors are having evil plans for her child? Uh, 60s is not my wheelhouse, but horror kind of is. So I'll take it. Uh, it's Rosemary's Baby. It is Rosemary's Baby. All right, creepy film. I've never actually seen it. I own it. It's it's on my list of DD ones back there. I just haven't actually watched it yet. I need to. Oh, it's so good. Okay. All right. All right, Donald. What would be so good is if you could get some points. I'm just kidding. <laughs> what category would <laughs> yeah. you like? Uh, toys and games. You got it. And your decade is the 80s. In this game, with a nonsensical name, 
first released in 1984. The main goal is to make up answers to trivial questions in hopes of bluffing your opponents. Balderdash. Balderdash is correct. Well done. All right, moving along. Michael, what category do you want? Uh, food, please. Okay. Mm. And your decade is the 90s. Okay. In 1994, Dannon introduced this new line of yogurt aimed at kids. It was decorated with pictures of wild elephants and bears, and they promised to donate 1.5% of the sales to the National Wildlife Federation. Uh, pretty sure this is Danimals. This is the Danimals line of yogurt. That is well done. All right. Moving quick. Donald, which category would you like left? We have news and politics, fashion, slang, sports, and literature. Yeah, I guess I'll have to take it as literature. <laughs> you don't have to, but yeah. yes, you can. All right. Your decade is the 60s. 60s. Okay. In 1961, Irving Stone released his best-selling biography titled The Agony and the Ecstasy. It chronicled the, it chronicled the life of what artist and sculptor? A film adaptation came out in 1965 starring Charlton Heston, which was nominated for five Academy Awards. Oh. Definitely not a good decade for me when it comes to any literature. <laughs> Uh, I've got nothing. Not even throwing out a guess? No. All right. Michael, can you steal? I cannot. Uh, I'll guess Rodan is the only sculptor I know. Rodan is incorrect. Y'all should have gone to your turtles because it was Michelangelo ah. as the uh, artist and sculptor. Got it. Uh, FYI, The Agony and the Ecstasy is the name of Adam's sex tape. Oh <laughs> Woo! There you go, John. <laughs> well, I'm a bit. Uh, I got to put on some sunscreen from that big, massive burn that you gave me. <laughs> but uh, where are we at? I forgot. Uh, we're at Michael. Is it your pick? Okay. I'll do sports. Okay. And your decade is the '90s. Okay. All right. Jeanette Lee was ranked as the number one female pool player in the world during the 90s and received the Women's Professional Billiard Association Sports Person of the Year Award in 1998. She famously went by what nickname? Is the Black Widow? It is the Black Widow. The only time I would ever stop the remote to watch pool was if she was playing. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful Not, woman and... And in, very good. Insanely good. Yeah. Yep. All right, Donald, we're back at you. I'll take slang. Okay. And we have our first 70s question. Okay. We got a question from Ian Schultze. Thank you, Ian. What literary-sounding slang term for leaving quickly had its greatest popularity in the 70s and 80s? The roots of the term may actually date back to the 1860s and uh, from the sound of horses running. Mm. Uh, I'll clop my way out of here. <laughs> I got it. It was it clop. I'm not sure what the rest you said was. But <laughs> clop my it, way out of here. <laughs> clop my way out of here. That is incorrect. All right, Michael, can you steal? 
Is this hoofing it? Hoof it is a great guess, but incorrect. Uh, the hint being literary sounding. John, do you know this one? Is it book it? Book it. Oh. So apparent, apparently back in the 1860s, uh, they used to say that the sound of horses running sounded like bookity book, bookity book. Okay. Um, oh, it's, it's very interesting how I feel like, like onomatopoeias and stuff that you hear, like how, you know, uh, say for example, like uh, we'll say cockadoodle do, and then I think in like Germany for like a chicken, they'll say kick at a key or something like that. It's it's all different different sounds for like, but they're all the animals aren't talking in different. You know, and then you uh, got all languages. those different versions on Arrested Development. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's always what I think of exactly with the with different chicken sounds. All right, uh, we are back to Michael. Okay, yep. uh, <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll do news. All right, and your ticket is the eighties. What electrically powered vacuum cleaner attachment made for cutting hair was developed in nineteen eighty six by Rick Hunts? Similar devices are used by astronauts during spaceflight missions, including on the ISS, uh, because hair particles are sucked in the container instead of floating freely inside the spacecraft in the absence of gravity. So what is the uh, right. power, no. the, yeah, yes, the, so. the invention from 1986? Is it the Floby? The Floby is correct. All right. And that leaves Donald with fashion. Mm. I hear the excitement in your voice. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully you remember your 80s fashion. Okay. Launched in 1989, LEI is an American clothing company mainly targeted at teenage girls and young women. They are most popular for selling jeans. What does LEI stand for? I've actually never even heard of LEI before. I don't know. Um, little international economy. <laughs> <laughs> that is incorrect. Michael, can you steal? Uh, if they primarily sold jeans, I'm just going to take a guess and say Levi's Enterprises Incorporated. Levi's Ener- Enterprises Incorporated is incorrect. Uh, not a bad guess. No, um, LEI apparently stood for Life, energy, and intelligence. Nope. Life, energy, intelligence. Don't worry, I wouldn't have gotten that either. <laughs> that is the end of round one, though. John, could you please give us our score updates? Uh, all right, so Mike has a little bit of a lead. He has 50 to Donald's 10. That's what I have as well. Sounds about right. <laughs> yep. All right. It can go either way, though. We have seen comebacks of that size for sure. All right, as Michael went first in round one, Donald, that means you get to pick for Michael in to start off round two. I'll give him news. Giving him news, okay. And your ticket is the 70s. Cold War tensions rose when Russia invaded what country in 1979? The United States were supporting the Mujahideen, but the Soviet Union were hoping to establish a communist government there, and the U.S. did not approve of the intervention. Afghanistan? Afghanistan is correct. Maga, what would you like to give to Donald? Oh, he loved fashion so much the first time. I, I, I feel obliged to try again. <laughs> of course. 
And your decade is the 90s. Okay. Name this mother-daughter duo who were hired by E in the 90s to snarkily size up the red carpet styles of Hollywood's most imposing movie stars. I do need both. Joan and Melissa. Last name. Rivers. Joan and Melissa Rivers is correct. Well done. All right. Well, you guys both got the news and politics and fashion. Good job. All right, Donald, what do you want to give to Michael? Uh, give him slang. Okay. Your decade is the 80s. When you've done something stupid, you might say the term, don't! Homer first uttered this famous catchphrase in a 1988 short on what comedian's TV show? It's Tracy Ullman. Tracy Ullman is correct. All right. Uh, Michael, what would you like to give to Donald? Uh, Technology. Technology is no longer a category. God bless America. (laughs) You're thinking Uh, of old school, old school throwback, and I appreciate that. Uh, Let's give him food. Food. All right. And his decade is the 80s. We're hitting all the 80s today. Yeah. Yeah. All right. For Donald. What casual dining franchise started in 1982? Its original slogan was Good Times, Great Salad, which was used when their main focus was unlimited salad. When unlimited soup and breadsticks were added to the menu, the slogan has changed to When You're Here, Your Family. Olive Garden. Olive Garden is correct. And I do love those breadsticks. I'm oh, not yeah. Gonna lie. Tasty. <laughs> uh, skip the salad. I don't need the salad. I don't need the soup. <laughs> I just want the breadsticks. All right. Uh, Donald, what category do you want to give to Michael? Uh, Sports. Okay. And we have our first 50s question. (laughs) This is by far. Perfect game ends here. (laughs) By far the most difficult question on my entire board, (laughs) I believe. All right. Uh, what American athlete won two gold medals in track and field at the 1932 Summer Olympics before turning pro- pro- before turning to professional golf and winning 10 LPGA major championships, her final major win being the 1954 U.S. Women's Open? She is widely regarded as one of the greatest athletes of all time. That'll do. Oh, well, stunningly, I actually know this. Uh, Babe Didrikson Zaharias. Holy moly, what a pull! Wow. <laughs> I'm taking it back because that was, yeah, impressive. That was, uh, that was the name that was in my head, and then you said that'll do. I was like, yep, Babe the Pig. Yeah, that was that was the hint for the babe, yeah. but yeah, I mean, you couldn't have gotten I wouldn't have given it just on Babe. You yeah, needed. Yeah. Didrikson Zaharias to follow, and you did, sir. Well done. Very impressive. Uh, But, Donald, you also are impressive, and we'll find out more about that when Michael gives you your next category. Oh, what do do we have left, sir, if you don't mind reminding me? Toys and games, literature, TV, music, and movies. Let's go back to literature. Okay. And your ticket is the 70s. Okay. In 1973, Kurt Vonnegut released what New York Times number one bestseller? It deals with the themes of free will, suicide, and race relations. And surprisingly, not much about Wheaties. Uh, 
Oh. I always have trouble placing authors to books for back then. Uh, I don't even know if I could actually name Kurt Vonnegut off of any books off the top of my head. Though I know there's probably some in there. Uh, Wheaties. Uh, Breakfast of Champions. Breakfast of Champions wow. is correct. Wow. Hold it up. Good pull. Awesome. That's the Wheaties. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. When you, yeah. say, when you say Vonnegut, you automatically think Slaughterhouse-Five. Yes. Mm. Very true. All right. Uh, Donald, would you like to give toys and games, movies, music, or TV to Michael? Uh, toys and games. Okay. And your decade is the 2000s. Okay. What line of fashion dolls first came out in 2001? The four original 10-inch dolls were named Yasmin, Chloe, Jade, and Sasha. They featured almond-shaped eyes adorned with eyeshadow and lush, big, glossy lips. Oh, I'm going to take a shot in the dark. It's the only freaking doll line I know from the 2000s and say Bratz. Bratz is correct. Yeah. That's it. Definitely the most famous line I remember. They they went to, I think they had a cartoon and probably a video game or something. Like that, stuff like uh, that too, so. Probably at least a few. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, Michael, what do you want to give to Donald? Uh, I'll give him TV again. Okay. And your ticket is the 90s. Leah Thompson starred as a cartoonist who lived in Manhattan in what sitcom, which ran from 1995 to 1999 for 97 episodes on ABC in the must-see TV Thursday night block. Leah Thompson did TV? ABC, the must-see TV block? Mm-hmm. How many years was that again? Uh, from 95 to 1999. Really? Well, was I watching that? I didn't see this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you were watching good television. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember watching a lot of ABC, though. That's the thing. I got no clue. Uh, I know it's wrong, but I just have to say step by step. <laughs> step by step is incorrect. Michael, can you steal? Uh, the much tamer prequel to Sex and the City, Caroline in the City. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Yes, it is Caroline in the City. Yeah, I've never heard of that. Uh, it's, you didn't it's not much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love me some Leah Thompson, but that is not good. Not good. All right. Getting the steal. Donald, do you want to give him movies or music or think about it how, however you want to keep something for yourself? I'll give him movies. Okay. And your decade is the 50s. No. Okay. The 1957 movie Man of a Thousand Faces, starring James Cagney, details the true story 
of the life and loves of what former silent screen actor best known for his horror films? It's got to be Lon Chaney Jr. It is Lon Chaney. He is the man of a thousand faces. Absolutely. All right. And that leaves music for Donald. And his decade is the 60s. Okay. Doo Wah Diddy Diddy was first recorded in 1963 by the American vocal group The Exciters. But in 1964, it was covered by what British rock pop band that took it to number one in multiple countries? They were named after their keyboardist, who would also find success in the 70s when he revved up like a deuce. Manfred Mann. Manfred Mann is correct. All right. John, that is the end of round two. Please give us our score updates. All right. Well, Donald had a much better showing this round, scoring a lot more points. Unfortunately, it was not enough to catch up with Michael, and Michael has locked him out. He has Mike has 110 to Donald's 50. That is correct. But you never know. Michael, you could score super high. You could you could maybe tie Eric Ede for like the highest scoring of this tournament. Just think about that. <laughs> so so uh, we need to know categories before we jump into our wagers. Uh, Michael, as you are in the lead, which category would you like? Uh, I will take. I'll take TV. Okay. And the decade will be the seventies. All right, and Donald, what category would you like? I'll take music. Okay. And the decade will be the 90s. All right. If y'all could put your wagers down uh, for 70s TV and 90s music. Go for glory, Michael. Think about that. You could be <laughs> the man who goes for glory. I'm locked in. <laughs> locked in. All right. Okay, we will start off with our 70s TV question. We've got a question here, actually, from Vernon Heggie. Thank you, Vernon. We all know about Conjunction Junction, but according to the 1974 Schoolhouse Rock song, Lolly 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 was supposed to get you what kind of word here? And your 90s music question is a trip to the Throwback Lounge. This is a wonderful way to end the episode, I would say so. Let's go. So, I need y'all to name the artist of this 1997 Billboard number 23 hit on the Hot 100, but it hit number four on the Hot Country Charts. Okay. Girl, need a break. Tonight we're gonna take the chance to get out on the town. We don't Need romance. We only want to dance. We're going to let our hair hang down. Hey. That's beautiful. Almost shed a tear. All right. While our contenders are thinking about their answers, I am going to remind everybody out there check out all of the shows on the BFOP network. If you guys like me and John enough to dive into some of our favorite nostalgic things, go check out Blast from Our Past podcast. We do uh, tons of movie and TV show reviews, fan castings, 
Uh, we do top 10 lists and we do album reviews. Everything from our nostalgia. We kind of dive uh, into that show. So make sure you check that out. But if that's not your thing, we've got something for you on the Beef Up Network. So go to beefupnetwork.com. You can check out any of our fantastic shows on the network. All right. Do either of you need any uh, final question reread? I think I got as best as I'm going to do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, Michael, you good? Yeah, man. Uh, shots in the dark. We'll see how it goes. Shots in the dark. All right. Well, uh, Donald, as you're behind, would you let us know your answers to our 70s TV and our 90s music questions? Well, I know that for fun, it's adverbs. I remember that as adverbs. And the only real country artist that made it big in the 90s I can think of was Garth Brooks. All right. And Michael, what were your answers? Uh, I have no idea for the first one. So uh, lolly, lolly, lolly. I said sounding out the words. Maybe it's onomatopoeia. And uh, the second one, I can't remember Garth Brooks having any hits on the pop chart. So I thought maybe this is around the time that Dixie Chicks started getting big. So I just went with Dixie Chicks. All right. Your 70s TV questioned uh all that the schoolhouse rock was lolly 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 get your adverbs here and the 90s country song girls need a break tonight we're gonna take the chance to get out on the town that was man i feel like a woman by shania twain shania twain is who i was looking for so neither contestants getting both questions so we need to know how far y'all are dropping and Donald, we'll start with you. I bet it all. <laughs> bet it all. Yep. And Michael. I played a conservative. I bet nine. All right. John, mathematicize us up and let us know who is going to be moving on to take on our eventual winner of the Megan Walsh, uh, Matthew Kirk episode. With a final score of 101 to zero, Michael is the winner. Woo! Well done. Very strong performance today, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. That was good. I'm still in shock that you nailed that. Uh, <laughs> Me too. 50, yeah. The 50s golf question was yeah. impressive. Jesus uh, Christ. <coughs> yeah. I don't know where that yeah. was, but it was in there somewhere. And it was uh, very, very well done. So as uh, I mentioned, you will be continuing down the line to face the winner of our Megan Walsh, Matthew Kirk game. Uh, so you can... Talk later on the tournament if you ever do lose. You may not. <laughs> Who knows? We'll see. Uh, Donald, unfortunately, this is the end of your run for this year's tournament. You know, we'll definitely try and get you on again soon whenever we can. Uh-huh. But for now, you get to say whatever you want. Thank you for being on the show. But, uh, yeah, remind everybody or say anything you want. I just have a little message for Megan Wallace, actually. She's from New Hampshire as well. You got to take it for us. There you go. There you go. Do it, Megan. Do it for the New Hampshireites. I don't know what you guys call yourself. Uh, Even though we're technically rivals. (laughs) Rochester and Dover are right next to each other. Uh, High schools have a long rivalry. There you go. Well, we're actually recording that episode tomorrow, so I will let her know you are uh, in her corner. (laughs) All right. All right. Well, thank you, two gentlemen. And uh, for John, I'm Adam. This was another episode of Throwback Trivia Takedown. Thank you for listening to Throwback Trivia Takedown. 
If you want to support the podcast or if you'd like to be a contestant, go to patreon.com forward slash throwback trivia takedown and pick a tier that's right for you. If you want to submit questions, you can email them to throwbacktriviatakedown at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform. We'll see you next time when two new contestants go head-to-head in nostalgic knowledge on Throwback Trivia Takedown.